All right, well, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in that. I have to tell you, I was so impressed when I got here this morning. I was handed this, um, what do you call these things? What do you call it? The, 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 I was handed the sheet. How's that? The sheet. And this is so impressive. And uh, the first thing I noticed is that I was on time, but the meeting had already started to kind of go through this. I thought, what kind of a weird church is this? Holy cow. <laughs> They've already started the meeting, and I'm on time. Ugh. And then I look here, and that, you know, I'm, I'm actually supposed to finish my message at 10.49 and 17 seconds, so I hope I make it. <laughs> We're doing this meeting, and I thought, I thought, General Schwarzkopf is about to come out and tell us what to do. It was great. I loved it. And yet, I will say, the Holy Spirit was also part of that and is part of this church. So it isn't just, you know, keep to the schedule. It's, it's here's, here's, here's our plan, and let's let the Spirit move. It's very neat kind of juxtaposition. So very cool, very cool um, for that. Well, it is an honor to be here today. Uh, very much appreciate Pastor Angie's invitation for uh, coming to uh, Community of Grace. Uh, just a little bit about me so we can get to know each other. You tell me about you after church, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to know each other. So uh, I grew up in Invergrove Heights, so from this neck of the woods. Been married for 30 years this next month. I think I got a picture of my family. I have two daughters and uh, one wife and, uh, <laughs> and one son-in-law. And I have to say, in terms of my wife, uh, we do uh, a number of marriage and pre-marriage things, including here at the Master's Institute. And so we usually say that we've been happily married for 27 years or so, and we got married 30 years ago. That's you know, kind of how, how it works, and that's, there's actually a lot of truth to that um, for our time. And um, I also say um, I like my son-in-law. This is not a, not a for sure thing. You know, after 30 years, I think my father-in-law likes me. I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure of that. I've been a pastor for 26 years, was ordained in 1992, the same year that Kevin was born. <laughs> What's up with that? My first call was in eight church parish across seven towns in eastern North Dakota. I was the youth pastor for four and a half years, I was serving with my wife um, and some other people. Then I was the lead pastor of a six-church parish, 50 miles down the road in North Dakota. Then in 2006, my wife and I moved back to the Twin Cities, uh, was, was the lead pastor at Trinity of Minnehaha Falls, which over that way a bit. Or no, that way. I was getting confused in a building. Where? And uh, then in 2012, my wife and I planted a church uh, called Real Life Church in Bloomington. And uh, that, uh, we did that for about five years. And now um, I serve as an adjunct professor at Northwestern, Northwestern, um, University of Northwestern, and uh, also with Master's Institute. And I started my own uh, consulting uh, business slash ministry where I help churches and nonprofits in conflict, transition, and teamwork. And that's called uh, moving forward. So fun to be with you all. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for your word to speak to us. We want to hear from you, not me. Well, we want to hear your word. I pray for each person, Lord, no matter their context, to hear a moment, to have a, a sense of your spirit speaking to them through this time. 
that can only happen through your Holy Spirit. So come into this time in a special way for each person, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I was asked to preach on one of my favorite scripture stories in the Old Testament. I told my wife what I'm, I'm, my scripture is, and she said, oh, it's one of my favorites. And uh, for, for both of us, it's really a top 10 kind of story um, that, that we have uh, kind of had the Lord use in our life. Moses answered the people, don't be afraid. You know, Pharaoh's army's over here, the Red Sea's over here. Don't be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. That is a terrific verse to put on your mirror, to put in your car, to have around you. It's one of those verses that you sort of want to have available to the Holy Spirit to, to speak into your life at times. My, uh, you saw my, my two daughters. My oldest daughter is now 25, and she's doing quite well, living on her own, etc. Um, and uh, um, it hasn't always been uh, quite that copacetic. Uh, she wa both our kids are adopted, and my oldest was born with some emotional and neurological uh, difficulty in, in the brain. And um, we refer to uh, eighth and ninth grade, some t some, a little bit of 10th grade, as the hell years in raising her. And we do that with her, and we sort of laugh about it now. And she's actually done that wonderful thing that every parent wishes. She's come back and apologized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but we had the hell years. She went to six schools in uh, ninth grade and part of 10th, and we found the one that fit for her. <laughs> and uh, uh, there are just a number of times we really sought the Lord. We were just like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. And the Lord brought Exodus 14, 14 to mind. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. It was just a great reminder. I love your daughter. I love your daughter. I'll, I'll, I'm in this for the long haul. Keep taking the journey. I'm with you. So helpful, so helpful. Some of you know that as a parent, there is nothing that makes you feel as warm and as bonded to your child as when, when she says, F you, Dad. That's just is that moment, oh, it's what you long for. You know, when I was sitting there with the video camera outside the room, oh, can't wait for that day when she says that. So we've needed that word from time to time in our lives. So in preparing for this message, um, what I have always done with this particular story is I've stopped at verse 14. Uh, the Lord will fight for you, you need only be still. But for, for this message, I actually read the next verse because I thought, you know, it stops at 14 and then the Red Sea parts and, you know, and then all that stuff happens that, that you see on TV and movies and stuff. And, uh, but I read verse 15, I went on, and it struck me. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit um, having kind of a word for our time. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand, divide the water, and it goes on from there. And I thought, it seems like the Israelites are being told, be still, move. 
Kind of like when you're, when you're parenting and you say, be quiet, now tell me what happened. You know? What do you want me to do? Which one? Um, you know, be still, move. I think the be still here isn't so much, you know, stand still. It's to be still within. Quiet your anxiety, because after all, the Israelites couldn't really move anywhere. They got the Red Sea, they got the Pharaoh's army, so it's not like they can do a lot of physical movement. So the Lord says, be still as an inside job. Be still inside. Lower your anxiety. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. And, and we're told that he did lead them here to this particular spot. And kind of, kind of the, the assumed part is, and as part of my plan in knowing what I'm doing, keep moving. Come with me. Take the journey with me. Now, I believe that the Lord says those, that very thing to us in certain seasons of our life. We needed that um, at, at various times with our daughter. Don't give up. Be still. Don't take those things that she says to you personally. That's her, her difficulty saying that to you, Dad. Don't take it so personally. Be still and keep with her. Keep taking the journey ahead. Let me, let me illustrate with a, a story of a friend of mine. So a friend of mine, uh, his name is Steve, and uh, that's Steve on the left, and that's his son, Danny. Steve has been my friend for 10, 12 years or so. And when, uh, on August, uh, August 16th, August 18th, excuse me, August 18th, 2016, uh, Steve was in his house. He was brushing his teeth. And he thought he'd go down and see if his son was awake. And so he went down uh, just to make sure, like parents do. And uh, he wasn't in his bedroom, and he wasn't in the basement. And so he's still brushing his teeth. And he thought, you know, I wonder if he went in the garage, find something or get something ready. And he went in the garage, or he opened the garage door, and he's brushing his teeth, and he found his son. And you can imagine. He found his son hanging from the rafter with a rope around his neck. His cry um, was heard by his neighbors. It was that loud. And they came over right away. And the day went on from there. It was the day that really is the, the worst nightmare that a person can have. Danny, wonderful young man. He was bright. He was fun. You know, you can see the smile on his face. That was on his face so often. Um, but he struggled with depression and he made a momentary bad decision that has forever consequences on earth um, for that. Uh, Steve and Kim, uh, Steve's wife, have two other kids, um, and Danny uh, was their youngest, and he was going to graduate in a few weeks uh, when he did that uh, two and a half years ago. So one of the things that happened uh, with Steve is uh, I, I visited him that day. My wife and I visited them, and... Uh, it was, uh, um, anyway, they, a lot of people visit. And one of the things that ha happened was someone gave him a little booklet, just a real simple-to-read thing. And uh, he read in there, um, and, he, and he read a, a phrase that, that struck him. And it was the words, grief, work. Grief, work. And he knew, and he thinks the Spirit of God was really involved, he knew that for him to, to have a, uh, a marriage 
and a healthy soul that he needed to take a journey. He really felt like the Lord said, like what God said to the Israelites, be still, you know, trust me, I've got this, I'm with you, come with me, let's take the journey. Because grief is a funny thing. If you, if you don't work through grief, it tends to, to stay there. If you don't cross the Red Sea, so to speak, you tend to stay stuck. Because grief is, is, is one of those, it, it's like working through a bread dough. You can throw all the ingredients in there in the yeast, but what do you have to do? You have to work it. Grief is the same way. It's the same way. And so he knew, I've got to do a journey. And he and his wife did, did, each did their own journey that was intersecting at times because grief is a very individual thing um, for each person. And he knew that he needed to take the journey. So he uh, someone mentioned that for them, journaling was very helpful. So uh, someone went out and bought, up, bought him and, and Kim and the whole family journals, each a journal. And so, on, uh, so, so April 18th was the day. April 21st, Steve wrote his first entry, and he wrote about all that happened that day. I was brushing my teeth. That's how I know the story so well. Is because he wrote it all down three days later, and he's kept doing that, it, sharing his thoughts and his thinking. And he started to read and he started to read books. He uh, started to read more books, and he found those very helpful. Um, in fact, um, the book by Timothy Keller um, called uh, Walking, Th Walking with God Through Pain and Suffering, he's on his sixth time reading that in two and a half years. He's read many other things, but, but this is really speaks to him and helps keep him going on the journey of that. He's also... Uh, gone to Grief Share and went to Grief Share, which is a grief group, uh, national kind of grief group um, system uh, for that. He's kept talking with people. We've had many uh, lunches. We go to an Asian buffet in Bloomington and we have three-hour lunches. Um, he's an entrepreneur and so am I, so you can work a lot or you can have three-hour lunches. Uh, <laughs> um, we don't do that too often, you know, because we actually like to pay our bills, uh, strangely enough. Um, but um, he has kept the process going. And so he's at a different place than he was when, on April 18th in those two and a half years. Because he, he heard that call, be still, I'm with you. I'm with you, I haven't left you. Come with me, come with me. Let's take the journey together. It's... Um, it's a bit like, there's an old saying, um, well, there's two sayings, there's two sayings that I really like. One, grief is a desert, and it has to be crossed on foot, and you could put a lot of words in for grief, um, and Winston Churchill is credited with the saying, um, if you find yourself in hell, anybody know how to finish that? Keep moving, keep moving. If you find yourself in hell, keep moving. So I've got this, be still. Now, here's your part in my plan. See, Steve had to participate with God in his plan to, make, to, to help him get through this, to help him grieve. And it's been uh, amazing of, of what's happened in, uh, in his life um, for that. And I'll get to that in a little bit. So why does God kind of 
ask us to go on the journey? And why did God want the people of Israel to go through the Red Sea? He could have just said, you know, I got this. No problem. I know I'm just going to poof you people to the other side. Not a big deal for me. He did it in Acts chapter 8. Roll up my sleeves. I'm God. I can do it all. But God says, no, I value you and me so much that I want to do it together. I want you to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of your healing. I want you to be a part of your next opportunity. I want you to be a part of what I am doing at Community of Grace. I want you to be a part of the journey of finding a senior pastor. Because it's a journey where you're going to be a little different and a little stronger and be more in the place where I want you to be when you get that person here. I want you to take that journey. All through our lives, the Lord says, take the journey with me. Someone said to me at the back of the church after the first service that, that I, I could title this, um, Be Still But Not Stuck. And I said, I'm going to steal that and not give you credit. Um, <laughs> and so now I did. So there you go. Um, be still but not stuck. I think the people of Israel needed to go through the Red Sea, because just imagine that, how freaky that'd be. It's, it's, you got this wall of water on either side, and it's not like there's a sidewalk, you know? It's, it's, the, it's a seabed bottom. It's rocks, it's, it's uh, hard to, hard to uh, navigate. They had to go through that, I'm guessing, at least one reason, is to feel the power of God. So they would arrive different on the other side than when they started, than when they started. So God wants us to be a part of his plan for us, for our own healing, our own um, uh, uh, deepening, our own power, our own ministry, our own contribution, whatever it might be. God wants us to be a part of it. And to, to me, that's just, that amazes me because he really could do it all. But it's so powerful. Uh, you think about in, uh, when you're growing up, when you're asked to do something that's just a, slightly beyond what you can do, but it, 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 it's, it's like a moment. I remember um, in somewhere around third grade, my dad was re-shingling our roof, and uh, I, I said, can I come up? And I'd never been on the roof before, and I climbed the ladder. And you know when you get to that last rung and you got to swing your leg over? Oh, that scared me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I did it. Um, and he said, you can do it. It's like, I don't know if that was good parenting or not, but you know, <laughs> uh, you can do it. And I got up there, and uh, he said, do you want to help me? And what boy doesn't say, yes, I'd love to do this manly thing with you. And I started to help him, and I started to nail things. And, and, and I, look at that, I looked at that roof for years, and I thought, I helped make that. I helped do that. It was a moment that I will never forget. And that's what God wants us. He calls us, hey, be a part of this. Be a part of this. I want, here's your part in raising your kids to be good, godly, wise. Here is your part at work to be a light. Here's your part at school to be a light, to, to help this person, to help that person. Here's your part. Here's your part. Take the journey with me. It's not always easy. It's not always an easy journey, but take the journey with me. 
Well, Steve, um, just give you an update. So it's two and a half years later. Uh, Steve has um, not only gone to Grief Share, he now helps lead Grief Share at his church. And he and another family started a group that might be the only uh, group for suicide survivors, those who've had a loved one commit suicide. Um, he, he started a group called Survivor's Sanctuary. And it is for those who've had a loved one who have committed suicide. Powerful, powerful, powerful group um, for having that specific grief, which is so, such an ache um, in a person's soul for that. He has taken the journey. He's taking the journey. He's not done with the journey. In a sense, he'll never be done with the journey. But he's a very different person from April 18th to today, October 14th, two and a half years later. Very different person. But he's not done. He just spoke at my, my, Northwestern, my, my Northwestern class uh, two weeks ago. Um, he's spoken twice here at, at, uh, with my uh, funeral class, uh, funerals and grieving class for Master's Institute, and once um, or twice with Northwestern. And uh, powerful. And the first thing he does when he speaks, and he did two weeks ago, he opens his journal, and he starts reading from April 21st, describing the day. He got a half sentence in to the first sentence, and he choked up. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm surprised. It's been two and a half years. But some of you know, that's what grief is like. It's like a whack-a-mole. All of a sudden, it's there. It just pops up. And it doesn't matter where or when, just sort of is there. And he eventually finished the sentence and went on, and, and it was just a very powerful day. I even had a student from last year specifically come to class that day because he said, I wanted to be here for that again. I wanted to keep learning from his experience of grief work and, um, and how he's taken the journey for that. Um, what journey is the Lord calling you to now? Steve has said to me in his grief work, he had a guy uh, come to one of their, their grief groups, and I don't know if it was Survivor's Sanctuary or Grief Share, I can't remember which, and he said the, the grief event had happened 25 years before. 25 years before, and he was still stuck. He was still on the side, on the shore, where Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea was, was, I mean, he was still there. Somehow he knew, I need, maybe I need to do something, and he went for three weeks, and then he disappeared, and he wouldn't come back. For whatever reason, we don't know what was inside, you know, what was happening inside, but he couldn't take the journey. And Steve was so sad, he said, ah, oh, it's so different when you can take the journey. And it's not just with grief. It's with all of life. It's, it's, it's parenting. It's going to school. You know, my gosh, the fifth best day of my life is still the day I graduated from high school. Seriously, that's still the fifth best day of my life. Thankfully, I got married and I got kids. <laughs> so it's not number one. Um, but just to be done with that, oh, I got to the other side. Thank you, Lord. We made the journey together. Uh, for that. So what is the journey in your life? What is the journey in your life? Could be any number of things where the Lord is saying, be still, trust me. You're not alone. I'm not abandoning you. I'm with you the whole way. No matter what may happen around you, trust me, be still. Be still. And come with me. Come with me. 
Take the journey with me. Let's, let's face it together. Let's face it together. And you will grow. We will grow. And who knows what's going to be at the other end? Who knows what's going to be at the other end? I want to say one last word. Some of you, and I feel like this is a specific thing that the Lord would say, some of you will take, sooner than later, take the journey of health, either yourself or an aging parent, and that's a, that can be a tough journey. We did four years with my mom in the hospital, out of the hospital, in transition unit, surgery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It was a tough journey. But I will say my mom stuck with it the entire time. She died with her faith intact, trusting in Jesus through all the ups and downs and, and everything of that, that, that journey that did not ever seem like it would end. But she took the journey. We took the journey um, for that. Some of you are going to face that. Um, probably maybe all of us will. My dad missed the journey. He had a stroke and he died. Chicken. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Actually, I still grieve my dad because he was taken a little too soon. He's taken a little too soon um, for that. Sometimes the whack-a-mole pops up with my dad, even though it's been many years for that. So stick with Jesus. Just say, Lord, what's the journey you want me to take? What's the journey you want me to take? I know you're with me. Help me to be tuned in to what you're doing on this journey because he is trustworthy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word which challenges, which gives us hope, which gives us strength, which helps us to see more clearly. Thank you for this particular story where you, you seemingly contradictory said, contradictorily said, be still, now move. But Lord, that is a word that I know in certain seasons of our lives you say to us because um, you love us, because we matter to you. Be still, know, know my presence, my hope, my strength. And now let's take the journey. Let's take the journey together. Painful, hard, difficult, stumbling, maybe even joyful. But whatever it is, Lord, help us to, to, to trust you, to trust you in the journey of this life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.